rightly positioning God's people to be who He has called them to be and do what He has called them to do. Welcome to Roadmap to Destiny with Rev. N.K. Imisa, the Senior Pastor of Destiny House International. Now, today's word. Right. So on Wednesday, we started dealing with the subject, Quantum Leap. Amen. Somebody say Quantum Leap. But tonight is a prayer meeting, so <clears throat> we'll not be long on trying to explain what it is. Amen. But quickly, I just want to rush through and add a few points that I did not add on Wednesday, and then we can pray. Amen. Right. So, I, I explained a few things. I said that the word, the term quantum leap itself is from physics. Amen. And it, it talks about um, an unusual or a sudden excitement of a particle. Hallelujah. <clears throat> and then maybe over the years they have studied that all the particles move uh, in this direction, in this manner, and according to this time period. Okay, so maybe every two minutes one particle will. But once in a while you just have one um, outstanding particle that will, you know, refuse to obey that two minutes law and just you know jump up and jump to a height that is unexpected and so there was a movement from classical physics to steady quantum physics amen that's just the background to quantum leap hallelujah so quantum leap is is about um, a sudden large increase a sudden you know uh, push so unusual it's not conventional amen and I said that in life, we are used to, you know, go to school, get a job, try and get a car loan from your company, get married, have two children, live in a rented apartment, you know, try to go to church on Sundays. And yes, life goes on. It's so conventional. Amen. But we established the fact that if quantum leaps or breakthroughs do not happen in our lives, we probably need about four lives to actually fulfill some of the great dreams that we have burning in our hearts. Amen. So we read a scripture, Ecclesiastes 9 11. I'd like us to read it again. Ecclesiastes 9:11. I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, nor bread to the wise, nor riches to men of understanding, nor favor to men of skill, but time and chance happen to them all. But time and chance happen to them all. And I went to explain the fact that um, time and chance happens for everybody. Amen. But the people who... <clears throat> Are able to experience quantum leaps are the people who maximize the time and the chance 
that come their way. And I explained a term called Kairos. Hallelujah. And I said that there is a difference between Kronos and Kairos. Kronos is chronological time. Like right now is 7.10, I believe. And Kairos is, is an opportune time. Amen. When the devil tempted Jesus Christ and he failed, the Bible says that he left and decided to come back at an opportune time. At a Kairos moment. Amen. So a Kairos moment is, is a certain season. It's a certain moment that is just right to do something. Hallelujah. And in life, we will all encounter such Kairos moments. And that is why the last time I told you that it is not just okay to say that, um, you know, especially those who marry late, and then they'll say that, oh, God makes all things beautiful in his time. Well, the last time I read my version of the Bible is read, God makes all things beautiful in its time, which means that everything has a Kairos moment for you. For example, I said that as a young person, it is a Kairos moment for you to serve the Lord because the Bible said that remember your creator in the days of your youth. It's a Kairos moment to serve the Lord. As a young person, it's a Kairos moment to get married. Bible said that enjoy the wife of your youth. So it is not about, uh, we we'll say, oh, and God makes all things beautiful in his time. Well, it's not God's time. In its time. It means that for everything, there is a season. Amen. I know I didn't talk about this on Wednesday. Yeah, hallelujah. <clears throat> so, I pray that you will, you will maximize your Kairos moments. Hallelujah. And I said that when, when we are talking about breakthroughs, Kairos moments will come to us at times where it's not too convenient to make a move, make a step, you know. Like you see a building and you cannot even afford half of it, but there's something that resonates on the inside of you. Hallelujah. The opportunities that come with Kairos moments must resonate with a vision that you have been, you know, conscious about in your spirit for years. Amen. I told you that even though we are encouraging you to take quantum leaps, you will not just get out of this building and be jumping all around, jumping into every opportunity, jumping into every door. Amen. The opportunity must first knock at your door. Hallelujah. And it must resonate. It must kick something on the inside of you. There are people who have always said to themselves, one day I will buy the National Theater, for example. Maybe I'm the one saying that. One day I will buy the National Theater. And one day something just comes up and you hear some news on the radio. The government is selling the National Theater. It's a Kairos moment. And it will be inconvenient for me, I believe. Hallelujah. But it is a momentary you know, season. And if you don't take it at that time, somebody else will take it. And the next time you get the opportunity to get something like that, will probably be the next national theater that they will build. Hallelujah. And I said that people who maximize quantum leaps, uh, they have a different mindset. Amen. They don't operate by common sense. Because common sense is a sense for common people. That's why it produces a common life. Hallelujah. But the people who maximize quantum leaps, the way they think is different. The way they see things is different. I told you about a story where three people were called. One was a Catholic, one was a Buddhist, one was a Jewish. Mind you, most of the successful people in the world are Jewish people. Amen. I didn't say all. I said most. Hallelujah. Right. And 
they said something to them that God is sending a flood to the earth next week. The Catholic said, let's go and confess our sins. Let's go for confession. Confess our sins because we are about to die. The Buddhist said, let's meditate. And you know, meditate on all our sins and all of those things. And the Jewish man said that at least God has given us one week to learn how to live underwater. Hallelujah. Now, pe- people who see, you know, it's like they are mad. Like they are not thinking straight. Like, how can you be, you know, thinking like this? How can you? I told you some, and in taking quantum, those people who are emotionally connected to you will be afraid for you. They will tell you, why are you doing this? Why are you, you're a young boy, you just finished school, you want to do, you want to be a pastor. Why don't you get a decent job which will provide for you and get married and settle down and maybe later you can become a pastor. Take Kairos moment. Now, it's a thing that if you miss at that particular moment, if you miss at that you see, you will meet a young man doing ministry when you are 50 years old and you look at him and say, you know, when I was young, I wanted to do this. So, an opportunity for a quantum must exist before you jump into it. And I said that there are two seasons in your life, right? Everybody has the seed time and harvest. Say seed time and harvest. Right. Do you know I something I, I decided to tell you today, do you know that, that you can intentionally live your life in a way to create quantum leaps? Yes. And that is by maximizing your seed time hallelujah maximizing your seed time i want to show you a scripture let's go to the book of mark chapter 4 right and jesus said the kingdom of god is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground he sleeps and rises night and day. It means that he goes about his you know, normal activity. And the seed sprouts and grows. He knows not how. Say he knows not how. The earth produces by itself. First the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the year. But when the grain is ripe, at once he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. See, my harvest has come. So Jesus Christ is telling us something important in the kingdom of God. He said it's like a man who went out and just scattered seed and he went about his normal duties. He was sleeping and waking up. One day he wakes up and the thing is what? Grown. How did it grow? Bible says that he knoweth not. It is what? The earth that produced it by itself. And so, can I announce to you that what you have not planted, you cannot harvest. And you should stop looking for your share in people's harvest. Hallelujah. Nobody owes you anything in this life, or especially men of God who are like me. You know, we are expecting that some big man of God will help you and give you some land and bless your ministry and give you some. Nobody owes you anything. They are in their harvest. You are in your seed time. You better learn how to sow your seed because one day you are about to wake up to a big harvest. And that is how to live your life to intentionally create what? Quantum leaps. So he just, the Bible says he went around and he did what? He scattered seed. 
I want to show you another scripture in Ecclesiastes chapter 11. He says that cast your bread upon the waters and you will find it after many days. Look at somebody say, cast your bread upon many waters. You will find it. You will find it. You will find it. You will find it. Are you there? Ecclesiastes 11. 11. Cast your bread upon the waters, for you will find it after many days. Cast your bread upon the waters, for you will find it after many days. Number 2, verse 2. Give a portion to 7 or even to 8, for you do not know what disaster may happen on the earth. If the clouds are full of rain, verse 3, they empty themselves on the earth. Hallelujah. I used the scripture last Sunday as well. So you cast your bread upon the waters. Right now, you are not in a harvest season in your life. Maybe in your career, you are not in a harvest season. In your own business that you have started, you are not in a harvest season. In your ministry, you are not in a harvest season. But what you can do is to cast your bread upon many waters. Give a portion to seven. Give a portion to eight. But if the clouds be full of rain, they empty themselves on the earth. In other words, the seeds that you are scattering around, it is not going to waste. There's a system that has been put in place in the spirit. And the earth itself will reproduce that which you have put in the ground. So you cannot be putting nothing in the ground and be expecting quantum leaves or be expecting to share in another man's harvest. Everybody, most, a lot of people in life are always looking to take from people. Take from people. That when you meet a rich man, you are too excited. Oh, I'll be able to get something from him. You will not get anything from him. Hallelujah. So we are looking forward to some our uncle may wafer, may wafer, may wafer be may wafer. Say may wafer. How many of you have wafers? Wafers. <laughs> Hallelujah. And you get disappointed when people don't help you. Yeah, and they harvest. Cast your bread upon many waters. You see, it is not intentionally selecting people to do good to so that they can repay you. No. That's not it. He said you should cast it upon waters. Cast it where? Upon waters. Just do good. I'm still teaching about quantum leap. I didn't get it on Wednesday. Just cast your bread upon water. Because if the clouds be full of rain, the Bible says they empty themselves on the earth. There is a day coming. There will definitely be that one day. And it will be a day of reward for you. You are going to receive because I believe quantum leaps, you don't go looking for it, so you receive a call. You receive a call. Said there is a lunch here. What do you think about it? This person has requested to see you. You know, a few weeks ago we went to First Love after church to you know obey a prophetic instruction that we received. And you know, everybody was very excited because you know, we were going to meet the bishop. I knew a pastor there who, I mean, pulled some strings and were in the queue to go and see the bishop. And the queue was very long. And the lead, some of the leaders were still in church. So I wanted to come back and close the meeting. I told them, you know what, let's just drop what we brought and go. And some of them looked disappointed. Oh, I thought we were going to have the opportunity to meet Bishop Dag. Why are we going? You see, the way you are forcing to meet somebody and cooking your breakthrough and manipulating it yourself is the reason why it's not going to happen. You are, you are manipulating your own breakthrough. Like, you, you understand? You are pulling strings. After that, you come and give a testimony. What God has done for me. God didn't do it for you. 
you put your own strings. Hallelujah. A day is coming that they will send a message that the bishop has requested for your presence. <laughs> I told them, let's go. And I asked, I remember I asked Michael, do you know why I said we should go? He said, no. I said, okay, don't worry, I'll tell you later. Because, listen, you can chase men. You can chase men. You can chase men all over the place. If they have not been commanded, forget it. You will even become frustrated. And you even you might be tempted to you don't see them in a certain light. Hallelujah. It's a quantum leap. Amen. So um, a quantum leap will also take you beyond your comfort zone. Amen. I want to share a testimony with you. There was a couple <clears throat> who started a business on their dining table. You know what that means. So they were working on their laptop on their dining table. That was their office. Business grew a little bit. It went to their, um, their one of their rooms. Then it went to an uncle's room. And then one time they had an opportunity to get a small office. So they moved to the office because the business was growing. Hallelujah. And then they saw a property around very big warehouse okay and then the wife said please call the number and let's find out the price the man said no you know we cannot afford it he said at least just call we don't know the price just call and he called and it was six times expensive more expensive than the place where they were and they were taking five years advance so that's like what 30 times what they were already paying at their current place. The man said, I told you. I told you. There was no need to call. The woman said, at least let's go and meet the man. The woman always have some good advice. At least let's go and meet the man. He said, this thing we can't pay. Why should we go and meet the man? Then they went. As soon as they went, she knelt down in front of the man and started begging. You know, we are young. We just started business. We can't pay the five years if you can just give it to us for one year. Some way, somehow, the man remembered his life, you know, when he also started business, just like them, and decided to give it to them for one year. And he came into the warehouse and they were renovating the place. And he was shocked. Why are you people renovating a building that does not belong to you? And he said, because you are, you are renovating it, you have to buy it. So I'm giving you the opportunity to buy the entire property. When you are ready, let me know. It didn't just end there. He said, the land beside the warehouse belongs to me. I'm giving you the opportunity to buy this land as well, to add to your business. It didn't just end there. He said, there's another warehouse behind this one. I started doing this business, but I was not successful at it. But the way I see that you people are so committed and dedicated to what you do, I believe that you can handle the business very well and bring success to it. So please handle it for me and we will share the profit in this manner. <laughs> when they saw the opportunity for a quantum leap, it was nothing close to their budget. It was nothing close to their bank accounts. It was nothing close to what they could afford. It was nothing close to convenience. It was nothing close to their next level. Hallelujah. But, you see, 
every time you you have been when, when Jesus Christ was born Bible says that some angels appeared to some wise men and they told the wise men a few things about Jesus the wise men went to look for Jesus and they told Mary these things hallelujah Luke 2 19 Bible says that and Mary kept these things in her heart and she pondered over them hallelujah now you know your heart is is like a soil do you know your heart is like a soil everything that you place in your heart and cover it is just like the man who went and sowed seed in the ground so everything that you keep in your heart is like you have sowed seed in the ground it's going to grow and it's going to bear fruit hallelujah so any dream any vision that you keep in your heart you don't worry that the, the seed to grow mind you the man who sowed the seed bible said that he went and he slept day and night and he just woke up to the harvest some of us we worry the seed that is in our heart how do we worry the seed that is in our heart i know god has said you'll be a man of god but it's like you are going ahead of god that is worrying the seed so you are starting a business you are starting you know some consultancy or something you know you want to force yourself what i was saying you want to manipulate your own breakthrough and all that's worrying the seed you have to allow the seed to be there by the power of something called focus one day life is designed such that an opportunity will be presented to you for you to you know maximize that time to realize that dream that you have sowed in your heart and that is why every time you come before a quantum leap it resonates with something on the inside of you because it's always connected to a dream that has been hidden somewhere deep in your heart for years so even though they started their company on their dining table in their mind and in their heart the seed that they had sown there was a multi you know million dollar company a very big company with with you know a state-of-the-art office and all of that and that's what they were seeing with 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 the eyes of the spirit and with their eyes of faith even though their office was on their table so as soon as they came into contact with that quantum leap with that opportunity for a quantum the bible says that time and chance happens to them all so you see the thing it pulls you and that's what was happening to the woman even though they turned away the thing was still pulling her because your quantum leap resonates with the seed that you have sown in your heart for years and so even though the man said let's go she said no at least let's let's just try i know we can't afford let's just try if you are always too quick to walk away from things that you cannot afford i'm not talking about clothes in the boutique or shoes no that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about things that are in line with your destiny like how i didn't walk away from this building no you when you enter you know that you can't pay anything here you just can't pay you can't pay no can you pay you can't pay but the thing is pulling you i wish you can go and listen to wednesday's message please make it available hallelujah because wednesday i really dealt with this subject hallelujah it's just you know something's just pulling you on the inside and it's an indication from heaven that this is it this is it even though it's inconvenient even though it's not comfortable this is it 
and I believe that there are a number of you here who are having a seed for your own business, a seed for your own company. And I believe that very soon God is going to open up to you time and chance. And the people who will maximize this time and chance are the people who will experience their quantum leaps. Now, <laughs> if you are always very quick to, you know, I told you common sense. Common sense is based on practicality and past experiences. It just gives you, you know, common, common sense for common living. You become a common person. Hallelujah. The people who maximize their time and chance in order to achieve quantum leaps, they don't think like that. The way they think, only few people have tried it. Only few people have tried it. I heard of a story of a janitor in a hotel in America who kept saying to himself, one day I'll buy this hotel. And he was just, mind you, I told you that you can live your life in such a way that you lay a foundation for quantum leap. And that's by doing what? Sowing seed in the ground. That's by maximizing your seed time. So he was just doing good to people in the hotel. Not with, not with any motive like some of us do. We just help because I know this person can help me. So let me just help. Just in case. Hallelujah. He was just casting his bread upon the waters. So that when the clouds be full of rain, they will empty themselves. So one day, one of the rich men that he had been so good to just had a chat with him and asked him, what can he do for him? And he told him his vision. And that was it. That thing that he kept saying to himself in his heart. You know, you can say things in your heart. You see, that scripture is so powerful. Luke 2, 19. But Mary kept these things in her heart and she pondered over them. You see, you are too quick to discuss your dream and your vision. It must, it must be, it's like a seed. Don't when you put a seed in the ground and you cover it. You, the seed does not shout things like, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. The seed is, is there. It's there. And I believe that our next season as a church, our next place, we are going to, it's going to be like that. It's going to be like a seed under the ground. By the time it's unveiled, it's already there. Everything is already set, including a refreshment. <laughs> you don't believe it. Eh? Hallelujah. So the intent of your heart will determine the events of your time. Hallelujah. I said the intent of your heart will determine the events of your time. Let's, let's read the scripture in Proverbs 16, 29 to 30. Quickly. Proverbs, Proverbs 16, 29 to 30. Yes. A violent man entices his neighbor and leads him in a way that is not good. He winks his eye to devise perverse things. He presses his lips and brings about evil. Hallelujah. Listen to this, verse 13. Whoever winks his eyes plans dishonest things. Why is he winking his eyes? Why is he closing his eye? So that the vision can be what? Clearer. It's a system in the spirit that even evil people do. The Bible says that he winks his eyes <laughs> and he plans dishonest things. He who pursues his lips brings evil to pass. He 
evil pursuits. So by seeing the vision clearly and by continually saying it, the Bible said that people are able to devise evil things. And you don't think that by seeing the vision clearly and saying it, on Wednesday I used the scripture, that a good man out of what? The good treasure of his heart. Bring it forth good things. So as you are saying the thing and you bring forth the thing out of your mouth, you will give what? Um, vocal expression to the vision, to the desire. You cause it to grow. It's like a man who went and sowed seed. It's a principle in the spirit. And people who are evil, they are winking their eyes. And by Bible says, by winking of their eyes alone, they are planned this honesty because they are seeing it clearly how that they will kill you, how they, they have planned your downfall. Hallelujah. I pray for you that you will have the wisdom to maximize your Kairos moments. Amen. Amen. I want to end with this scripture so that we close. Let's go back to Ecclesiastes 11. Ecclesiastes 11. Are you there? Please read verse 4. He who observes the wind will not sow. He who observes the wind will not sow. And he who regards the clouds will not reap. And he who regards the clouds will not reap. See, whatever you have not sown, you cannot reap. He who observes the wind will not sow. Oh, can we launch out into this business? Oh, now that Ghana is so hard, how can you start in something? You are, you are observing the wind. Oh, let's wait. Maybe when John Mahama comes. You don't know. You don't know what is going on. Know whether things are going to be harder, and you will keep observing the wind. And he who observes the clouds will not weep. See quantum leap. So it's not about concern. You have to, you know, some people they are so calculated, they can explain their points with diagrams and equations. So calculated, you are observing the wind. Observing the wind. I want to sell this land to you. Say, oh, this area, oh, ever come and stay here. By that, many people have missed precious opportunities. Yes. And one day, you will be looking for maybe a place to do camp. And you will go to that place to, you know, ask for permission to do camp and they will bounce you. And you will stand there and you say, do you know that I had the opportunity to buy this land before you? And the owner will look at you and say, you are foolish. You are observing the wind. He who observes the wind will not sow. There are two seasons of your life. Oh, seed time and harvest. If you don't maximize your seed time during the harvest, you will be looking for other people's harvest. You will want... See, what you are seeing in other places is harvest time for people. So what you need to do right now is to understand that you are still in your seed time. Continue to sow. Continue to sow. Continue to build. Continue to develop. Until you are also ushered into your harvest season. And I believe that that time is coming for us as a church and for us as individuals. Please read on. 
as you do not know what is the way of the wind or how the bones grow in the womb of her who is with child. Do you know how the bones of a baby grows? Do you know? Do you know? You see, you plant something and one day you come out of your room and it's grown. Do you know how it happened? And Bible goes on to say that so you do not know the works of God. You don't know. Do you know how the bones grow in the womb? You don't know the works of God. Hallelujah. Verse 5. As you do not know the way of the as you do not know the way the spirit comes to the bones in the womb of a woman with a child, so you do not know the work of God who makes everything. Did you bring your Bible to church? We are on verse 5. Can you see it? As you do not know the way of the spirit, as you do not know the way the spirit comes to the bones in the womb of a woman with a child, so you do not know the work of God who makes everything. Verse 6. Can we all read it? Three, two, one, go. In the morning sow your seed. At evening withhold not your hand. For you do not know which will prosper. This or that. Or whether both alike will be good. Somebody shall quantum leap. And that is why I said that you can live your life in a way that you can actually be preparing for a quantum leap. He said, you do not know the works of God. So, in the morning, sow your seed. In the evening, you do not know which of them will do well or whether both will even do well. I came to talk to somebody with a dream that is buried deep inside of your heart. With a vision that is unclear to you. Wink your eyes, close your eyes and see it clearly and begin to give vocal expression to that seed that you have sown. You see, many years ago, I, I always tell you, I've never wanted to be a, a pastor of a church, but I've always known I'll be in ministry one way or the other. But there was a certain seed in me that always used to draw me to church and to pastors. I remember every time after church, I'll go and sit somewhere and I'll just be looking at the pastor so closely, you know, like, are you a human being trying to check the pastor out? I remember there were times where children would come to my house to play and we'll be using skipping rope, you know, and I'll take the skipping rope like you know those times we used to use this and we had this pastor in my church who always passed the call through his legs so I used to imitate him and I would start singing praise and worship and all of a sudden everybody would stop playing and they would start to sing with me there is a seed that is buried on the inside of you even with regards to the prophetic you, if you are called to operate in the prophetic there is a seed inside of you which will kick when you are young. It will kick way before you become serious with God. And that is why some of you, sometimes you experience heightened moments of your gift. And it's like, after some while, it's not there again. No, God was teasing. He was showing you that there is something on the inside of you. So come. I remember even JHS, I was just playing. You know, I told somebody, tomorrow, three people in your class will fight with you over nothing. And it will become news on the floor. It will happen around 4.30 p.m. 4.30 p.m. I was, I was in a boarding house so out in my dormitory sleeping they came to call me that this person is looking for you. When I went all that I said had happened just like an action. And that's a seed one kicking in the inside of you and that is why you can come into I told you on Wednesday that you can come to a place you see a house and you, can, you don't even have half of the money. 
but all of a sudden there is something on the inside of you it jumps like it jumps i want to show you a scripture let's go to acts acts are you there where is the scripture must come out acts chapter 14 verse 8 to 10 quickly please Acts chapter 14, verse 8 to 10. Please be on your feet. And in Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting, a cripple from his mother's womb, never walked. This man heard Paul speaking, or observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed. Please start again. Let's focus, please. And in Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting. Right. A cripple from his mother's womb, right. who had never walked. This man heard Paul speaking. Paul, observing him intently and, ob- and seeing that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, Stand up straight on your feet. All right. Now, this confirms, you know, you, we use Bible to we use scripture to confirm scripture. Amen. Bible says, Romans 10 17. Now, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Bible says that Paul was preaching. Amen. When Paul was preaching, I can understand what was happening supernaturally. Faith was being built up in the man. Bible says that there was no strength in his legs. He has never walked from his mother's womb. Now Paul, looking at him intently, realized that what? Seeing that he had faith to be healed. Realized that he had the faith to be healed. So now the things that he was hearing from Paul had built up faith in him. And now he was ready to be healed. So, in the face of a Kairos moment, what you are hearing is important. Usually, to disconnect, I remember while I was in school, I remember one of my lecturers who was a cons- an organizational development consultant. He was talking about a certain project he took on with a certain organization. It was going south. And his wife told him, Kwesi, Kwesi, can you just cancel this project? Can you cancel this project. You are not even sleeping. You will just wake up the next morning and go back to pursue it until it was done. Usually in the face of Kairos moment, those who are emotional, they are afraid for you because it's too huge. I'm sure you can do it. Faith was being built. So you you face the thing like I was talking about the building. You meet the building and it's like, Charlie, something jumps on the inside of you. And if you don't act on that faith which is supplied momentarily by the Spirit of God because of the seed that you are carrying and that door closes, next time you will see that same building with more than half of the money and you will still be intimidated by the building. And that's how the quantum leap works. And so I saw the pictures of this place and I said, you know what? There's no money in the account, but we are going, let's go. Let's go right now, right now. I just call anybody who is available, meet me here now. Now. Say now. Now. Okay, landlord, how much? Mention. Oh, Monday. I was not lying, though. What are you talking about? Now, I just keep using this as an example. I just want you to know and I want you to believe that there's this seed in you that is going to resonate with your Kairos moment. And make sure you don't miss it. 
Because when you miss a Kairos moment, it takes a lot of time for you to be restored. It takes a lot of time for you to be restored. You go and ask people who have missed serious opportunities. Opportunities that if they had taken, they would have created money-making machines. Some business or some opportunity that would have been you know, filling their bank accounts with $10,000 a month. Passive income minus what they do on the, on the usual day. So I said that as a human being living on this earth, you must determine in your heart that, Lord, I need to experience quantum leaps and breakthroughs. Because without that, there is no way I can, you know, achieve all the things. Do you think that the vision that God has given us for this church and for your life, it's so small that you can, you know, live a conventional life, national service, 559 Ghana City, you know, get some 1,200 paying job and stay on that job for about 10 years and you think all of these things is going to happen. No. So you must determine in your life and in your heart. You must show that you must keep something in your heart and be focused on that vision, be focused on that dream that as long as I live, I will pursue this thing. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't care about the means. No, before the Kairos moment comes, you have to quit thinking about the means and house. And that is how come you try to get favor with the wrong people. Because you are always thinking about the house. And you say, perhaps, maybe this woman can help me. This man can help me. So you try to get favor from them. They are probably the wrong people. Now, before the Kairos comes, all your mind has to be set on is the end. That which God has what? Promised. The final picture, the big picture must be buried somewhere deep within your heart. You must keep staring at it. You, must, you see, even scientifically, it's proven that what you focus on, you will get. Everything in this life that you keep looking for one day, you are about to just come into it like that. A few weeks ago, I spoke to you about the laws of breakthrough. And one of the laws was what? The law of focus. The law of focus. The law of focus. Lift up your right hand. Sometimes life gets so difficult that we even stop thinking about the things that we always had dear to us that we wrote down somewhere in our book that you know what, I want to do this by 40. I want to do this by 50. But you know, the way life is going, you even forget about it. You begin to change your plans. You see that funny thing going around know when you are in class one you want to be a doctor when you are in shs you want to be a nurse when you are in university you want to be a pharmacy a by the time you are done you are selling shoes contact me for your shoes and bags that will never be your story your dream will not be aborted your vision will not be aborted that dream that god has sown in your heart will never be aborted i want you to picture the vision one more time i want you to picture the vision one more time in the book of habakkuk god told the prophet he said write the vision down and make it plain on tablets that they who see it may run it is not too late it is not too late it is not too late even if you have missed previous opportunities god is here tonight to restore you there's a Kairos moment for you and there's a Kairos moment ahead of you and I pray that tonight God will give you the wisdom that is required to navigate the issues of life and the opportunities that life will present to you 
to make the best out of it. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voice and pray. Not every open door is your door. Hallelujah. Sometimes some doors open and it looks like this one is convenient. Let me just let me just do this one for now. But can I tell you tonight? Go for your dream. Don't go for what is convenient. Go for your dream. Don't go for what is convenient. I know I'm talking to some people here. Because there is nobody who enters this arena, wherever you see Destiny House International, there's nobody who enters who is not carrying greatness on the inside of them. It's part of the mandate that God has given to us. So I know I am talking to some people. Go for your dream. Don't go for what is convenient. And maybe the storms of life and common sense and practicality and pragmatism and securitization of future earnings have caused you to settle for less. But tonight, shake off the dust. Shake off the dust. Shake, tear the strongholds in your mind. Tear them down and bring them into conformity to the obedience of the word of God. What is that word of God? It's the prophecy over your life. It is the word concerning your destiny. Make sure your thoughts are in line with the thoughts of God concerning yourself. Even if you are not sure of anything, Bible assures us in the book of Jeremiah, he said, I have good plans for you to give you a hope and a future. The one that you are expecting. And in fact, another scripture makes us sure that God can actually do what? Exceed our expectations. But whatever you are expecting, God can exceed it. Oh, I said whatever you are expecting, God can what? Exceed it. In an atmosphere like this, you need to tap into the supernatural power and invoke the hand of the Lord in your situation. Bible says that the hand of the Lord doeth valiant things. The hand of the Lord doeth mighty things. I believe that if God is on your side, nothing can work against you and everything will actually come together for your good. Say hallelujah. We often hear, cut your coat according to your size. What's this young guy talking about? He doesn't know anything. He has not seen life. Life has not hit him in the face before. That's why. Keep on with your philosophy. That's why you are the way you are. But as for me, it has worked for me. It's working for me. And it will work for me. It will finish working for me. I'm not going to cut my coat according to my size. I won't cut my coat according to my material. I will cut my coat according to the size of my dream and the size of my vision. Somebody shall quantum leap. Let me tell you. You see, you can be in a place and a state and you will feel like you are birthing a vision. I have experienced it before. It's like this, a seed that is in your heart that has been there. It's like what the scripture we read in Mark chapter 4. It's like the time for the harvest has come. And you can virtually feel, it's like what the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 6, that as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth children. You can feel like you are bringing forth something. And tonight I feel that anointing in this place. That somebody is going to bring forth a vision. Somebody is going to bring forth a dream. Somebody is going to go back from here with a revived a revived resilience to pursue that which they have already decided to do. Maybe some storms say to you, decide, let me forget about this. You close your book. You say, I've stopped writing. I've stopped. I don't write again. You close your book. You put it somewhere. Go back for your book. Open your book again and start writing. 
maybe you had a plan you had a plan you know one time i we contracted an architect to do some work for us unfortunately well it was designed according to the land so we can continue to use that land but i don't know about you but my faith is dead i'm going for a generic plan on a on a four plot of land whether i have the land or not my faith is in it and my vision is talking listen life is not for the feeble hearted you must be hard strong resolute mind dog-headed strong-headed you must be hard and decide that if god has said this concerning me then it's going to happen i i want to pray for people who have abandoned some things in their lives you'll you'll just you know cast it away cast it away just like that when bible says that we should not cast away away our confidence you just cast the vision and dream away because of some things that happen there are some some people who are even forgotten about their calling i have a friend i always remind him you are called oh you are called don't let the bank kill you you are called you are called people have abandoned their callings abandoned the you know visions that god has placed on their life lift up your hands if you are here like that tonight i want you to lift up your voice and cry out to the lord oh i can't hear the voice of prayer in this room if you ever felt like it was bigger than you tonight i came to tell you that the one who is in you is bigger than that dream if you ever felt like you can't do it there is a birthing moment for you tonight if you ever felt like this is too big for you oh this is so big for me this is so big for me i came to announce to you tonight it's actually too small for your god it's actually quite insignificant for your god Amen. Well, we are still on the scripture, <clears throat> Mark 4 26. The kingdom of God is like a man, likened unto a man who went out and planted seed. And the earth produced it. The earth did what? Produced it. Are you here with me? The earth did what? So, what you plant, nobody will help you to make it happen. I said, what you do, what? What you plant, nobody will help you make it what? Yes. It's the earth itself that produces the fruit. And that is why you can't be joking with your seed time. Because what you plant, hey, you, you have not been disappointed before. You are you have placed some heavy demand on people. You are expecting that this person will come through for me. And this person will come through for me. You are responsible for fighting for your destiny. In Corinthians, said that all planted are polished watered, but God did what? Gave the increase. There is a system that God has put in place. That seed, you see, <laughs> the harvest is in the seed. Do you know? The harvest is not with a man. The harvest is with the seed. When you sow your seed, the earth itself will give rise to the harvest. So what you have planted, you don't need a man to help you for the harvest. 
Hallelujah. But the reason why I made us go back to this is that we are going to ask God for the rain. Hallelujah. It's God who did what? Gave the increase. We want to pray that our seeds, our seeds, in other words, our words, our visions, our dreams, and even our money seeds, our financial seeds, that God will give the increase. That God will give the increase to the seed. God will give the increase. Look at the words. Paul planted Apollo's water, but God gave her power. Increases with the Lord. The increase is not with a man. It's not with your uncle. It's not with your boss. It's with the Lord. The increase is with the Lord. That our visions will increase with Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for the rain. We thank you for the increase that you are doing. We thank you for the increase that you are bringing. On Sunday, I said that strong faith brings forth praises. I want you to open your mouth and begin to thank the Lord for specific things. Begin to thank Him for specific things. The Bible said of Abraham that he did not stagger. He was giving glory to God concerning the promise that was given to him even though he had not seen it. I want you to begin to give thanks to God. Oh, give him praise. Give him thanks. Give him praise. Father, we thank you. For great increase. Thank you for quantum leaps. Thank you for breakthroughs in our career, in our ministry, in our businesses. Thank you. today's broadcast we trust you have been blessed to interact with the man of god follow him on instagram at n.k underscore emisa stay blessed